think that part of our idea with it being Northwest Navigation is kind of like why we decided to name the company that, right? And why did we decide to name the company that? We're looking for the longest URL we could possibly find. We actually came up with the name of the company before the internet really took off. But it was a joke. I mean, every time it came up, we're like, wow, instead of having something short, we have this really long, hard to type word that nobody can quite figure out which vowels to use in the middle of. But the idea was that we were trying to think of what would describe what we were doing and where we go and the places we see. And the Northwest was was part of that. Right. Had sort of an old timey feel to it that kind of went with the old timey feel of the David B. But it's also this idea that it's kind of cool to be navigating. You're going through your life. You're navigating your figuring out where things are. Navigating your adventures and your experiences, that sort of thing. I like the name. So you're listening to Northwest Navigation. All things motor vessel David B. Adventures, history, connection, nature. today. The first podcast should really be about what is Northwest Navigation and Jeffrey, Christine, who are you and how did you get to here? Christine, why don't you go first? We decided to start this company about 20 years ago with this idea that we wanted to share nature and experience, adventure, wanted to really show people what the Northwest has to offer, which is, you know, beautiful scenery, really nice people, a great unusual experience of being on the water and then also being in the wilderness. And there's a way to get away from people and away from your regular life. Before we'd finished rebuilding the David B, we used to talk about what we wanted to do with this business we were going to start. Cell phones were still fairly new, and at the time we thought we want to have a place where people could be without their technology. It took us eight years before we were actually running the business, so we'd really talked a lot about what we wanted to offer people for a long time before we actually took that first step and had uh, people come on the boat. And I think that initial idea of having a place where people could come come onto the boat and really step away from their everyday life was something that I don't think we've ever lost. And while we may have more opportunity to have cell phones on board than we initially thought that we would, there are a lot of times where we look around at our passengers and realize that, you know, they've got binoculars around their necks and they're looking out and they're experiencing nature. This whole idea that we were going to be away from technology has become all the more important now as the cell phone has gotten even more and more ingrained in everything that we do. And we had this idea that they would just step away from it so that they weren't connected to the outside world by phone. But when we were thinking of that in 98, that was just because you could get phone calls. It wasn't the second by second kind of thing that everybody's involved with now with with social media that really is changing the way people act towards each other and, and how the world works. So now it seems like it's even more important to try to get away and not be able to connect. And we aren't super sticklers about you can't use your cell phone because we know that people are addicted to it and people want to have that and they want to share with their when I'm the worst. With their friends. <laughs> Christine is the worst when she's ashore, but on the boat. I've learned to turn my cell phone off, yeah. 
So I think that experience on the David B, when you get that antidote to connectedness media-wise versus connectedness to your environment, that makes the difference. And that that is an opportunity that you can give to people that's becoming more and more rare. You still might be able to get data on your phone, but at least you have an opportunity with the binoculars that you can see things that Christine pointed out or Jeffrey's heading towards. Often when you're with a group, you have this moment where something happens to the group and it makes a connection with the people in the group who are there. And it isn't something that's happening to everybody else on Facebook at the same time. It's something that's happening to you and the few people that are around you. And it causes you to make a connection with people that you can see right there and you can talk to. And and like you said, maybe you still do have the data connection to the outside world, but you don't necessarily have to be talking to them because you can actually be with the people who are there. And I think there's a big change right now with people not knowing their neighbors, but knowing people across the country or across the globe that is really different than used to be. Tell us more about some of the passengers that you have on board and what are some of the typical characteristics of those pairs? who are outgoing and people who really enjoy the company of others, people who like to get to know other people and and enjoy a real intimate setting and a really unique setting where the adventure that they get is authentic, it's not canned, it is it's something that's going to change how they view the world. And I think those are the the people that come on the boat the most. We often joke that most people that come on the boat are engineers. We're not sure why that is, but they are. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we really enjoy having people who want to just experience life and experience through their own eyes and not through, you know, like a television show, but they want to actually smell what it smells like to be immersed in an old growth forest or in Muskeg or in the middle of the ocean somewhere. first went on a cruise on the David B. back in 2010. So this is Sarah. She does her reservations for us. And I became enamored with the history of the David B. and but also just with these two, um, their their lifestyle and their vision. It was very inspiring. And then of course the experiences on the David B. were were life changing. And it's as fate would have it, I kept coming back to Bellingham, Washington, which is where everything is located here as far as Northwest Navigation headquarters. And I had a background in engineering, so I thought it was interesting that Christine said we get a lot of engineers and I had to say, Well, I'm I'm raised my hand. I'm one of those and as a part of my life, I think I like to help people who are inspired by their work. And I, after a while, I kind of endeared myself with Jeffrey and Christine by staying in Washington while they were in Alaska and house-sitting and cat-sitting for them. And, and then I kind of said, hey, I'd like to help you out. You guys are doing a great job, and I want to be able to part a bit of it. So being a part of it involved starting reservation. And so that's how I got here. And a couple of years ago, I moved to Bellingham full-time and... Here I am, and now I get to be able to say I'm a part of Northwest Navigation, too, and it's it's really nice to be able to share that with people when they ask me, hey, I want to be on the David B., why should I be here? And I can tell them, and it's true and genuine, that it's an experience. There'll be once-in-a-lifetime sorts of exposures to whales and bears and salmon and glaciers, and there's always a learning component somewhere. Uh, we haven't really touched on that very much. 
Um, and I love to learn so that when they have her, these workshops that are about learning, can tie that in with usually some of our passengers, a lot of them have a lot of education or they love to learn or are curious about how the world works and I think that's another thing that I like to be able to share with people. That's how I got here. What do you think when somebody's thinking about going to Alaska, do you think that they, when they're thinking about it, that they think they want to see? Like when you're going, I want to go to Alaska, what do you want to, what do you want to do? And then what is it that we give them that's different from what other, other forms of tourism would give them? I think people are expecting glaciers and whales for sure. I think what we give them that they don't expect are just that up close. When you can be in a kayak and see bears on the on the beach eating versus when you're on a major cruise ship where you're thinking, oh, I'm going to Alaska and I'm going to see glaciers and whales, but we're going to be right by them. That I don't think they expect that, but hopefully we convey it a little bit so it gets them on the David B. But I don't think they realize it until they actually get there, Yeah, how think, intimate that is. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really enjoy the most is being with somebody who didn't who like they knew what they were getting getting into right <laughs> <laughs> but they knew they knew what they they wanted to get on the boat they saw that we offered this adventure but they just didn't realize how big it was going to feel to them you know the internet you know you can look at the pictures that are on the website and everything and it can convey you know we'll see these things but i think once you get in into the wilderness you get you know off the dock and we steam away and and then you're there and you know you see a glacier you know a quarter of a mile from a face of a 300 foot wall of ice and you get to hear that pop and you get to watch the ice fall off the face of it and feel a little bit of the swell from when after it's capped I think those are the experiences that no matter how much we say, oh my gosh, this is what you're going to see, it's not until you get there that you actually see it. Like my uh, sister came on a trip years ago and we went up to Dawes Glacier and it was this foggy day and rainy and we weren't even sure we were going to see the glacier when we got up there. It was that foggy. And we get up there and the glacier starts calving and I look over at my sister and she's got these enormous eyes and she's like, is this okay? I'm like, this is why we're here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought that that was that just totally expresses how how different it is. A lot of people, if they want to see it as close as we get to see it, they have to pay extra to go do that, and they get back on their boat and they go away. Where we will stay in the fjords, or we'll stay in Glacier Bay, and then you get to feel what sunrise is like at this place or sunset at an anchorage. And and that's something that I really hope when people are thinking about what they want to get out of their trip to Alaska, is it that the scenery is just background to the space that you're moving through? Or do you want to be part of that scenery? Do you want to be immersed in that? I really like this thing that we don't go very fast because I think that part of what's really cool about a vacation is that you do something that's really awe-inspiring and you, you come back from it, you know, just totally amazed by what happened. But I think there's also this thing where you need to be going slow enough while you're doing it. You get to experience the feelings you, you're having there at the time. You go flying through something and it's really cool. You saw, you know, some huge area in a short amount of time and it was really amazing and you saw all this stuff and you really only can process that 
completely when you're back at your job or back at your regular life. Mm -hmm. And while that's kind of cool, I really like that we're actually slow enough that we're doing that kind of feeling, but we're also giving people time at the time to try to absorb some of the stuff. But I really don't like the thought that people go home from our, our trip exhausted. They should go home from it having had all these experiences that they can think about, but also feeling like they were taking them in at the time and processing them, at least somewhat at the time. Yeah, I think lots of people have told me that the experience takes time to sort of digest and to understand what they really experienced. It sometimes takes months before they, you know, they'll say, I kind of, I've changed because of what I have seen with you guys. And that's really, that's really cool. I really do feel like it changes me. Northwest Navigation. Join us next time. Until then, fair winds.